In the beginning, there was nothing. Then there were comic books. Once you enter our world, there is no escape. Comic exposure begins in 3, 2, 1. Welcome to the Comic Exposure Podcast. This is Josh Buckley, and my podcast executive order is the one and only... My name is Travis Ratz. Travis J. Ratz on the podcast with me today. Welcome to Comic Exposure, guys. This is a podcast where we like to talk about comic books, and every couple weeks we do a hashtag comic book club, which you are a part of right now, and this comic book club episode that you are tuned into is on DC Comics... Prez. Uh, and Prez is written by Mark Riss- Russell and uh, illustrated by Ben Caldwell. With uh, We got like a bu- inks by a bunch of dudes, colors by Jeremy Lawson, uh, letters by a couple of handful of people. Uh, and so on the podcast today, we're going to dig deep into Prez. Uh, we're going to dig-, dig deep into Prez. We're going to get a-, a little political, probably. That's my guess. But remember the Comic Exposure podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Comic Exposure and on the web at www.comicexposure.com. Travis J. Ratz, you ready my, for today? My goal in life, uh, artistically, is to be yeah. part of a project where I can be referred to as a handful of people. Like, be one of the handfuls of people. <laughs> like, okay. It's written it's by in- and this, and then there's like a bunch of other people who worked on okay, it. Ready? I want to in- be one of those handful of people. I don't want to be in Here the limelight. Go. I don't need shut, to make a... shush. Uh, hold on. Hold on. Inked by Mark Morales, Sean Parsons, John Lucas, with letters by Travis Lanham, Marilyn Patrizio, and Sal Soprano. There you. Is that you good? I just wanted to read that because it was the first time you could pronounce every inker's name. <laughs> I know. They're usually they're usually pretty hard. They're Pablo, usually like Pablo Nerudabers. There's some somewhere in uh in like in, in Brazil or South America, it's tough to say. All right, so on the podcast day, our guest for Comic Book Club is a now three-peat guest. Three-peat. Now three-peat guest. Three-peat, three-peat. Andrea Consalvi is on the podcast today. Andrea, say hi to everybody. Hello, everybody. There's Andrea. That's all she's going to (laughs) say. Let's run through her, her, uh, um, uh, the podcast she has under her belt. Yeah, the episodes. There was Goners, right? That was the first one? Yeah. Her first one was Goners. That was way back in the day. That was probably in our first five podcasts. Then no, there... no, 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 well, yes, no. I don't think it was that. That was way in the beginning. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no, it's not. I'll Did check the tape, oh, but wait, I'm sure. Are you going to veto that, Josh? I am going to veto that. I'm going to use my that? executive okay. action. I'm going to use an executive action and say no, it was not in the first five podcasts. Okay. All right. <laughs> because I wouldn't bring her on that early. What? Not that great. Not that great. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> we had to run through a, a few more primo guests first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently. No, JK, JK, JK. All right. And she's, then she she's was the corn on dog our... girl of the podcast. Like, we're just like, oh, we, gotta, we need to scrape the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> she's like, she's a hot dog. She's like, uh, pig butts and assholes. That's what she is. That's just. <laughs> and then she was Cram. on my, maybe my favorite <laughs> podcast, which was the <laughs> saga. Phoenix Comic Con live podcast, which was so much yeah. fun. Phoenix that was a fun one. You know, it was really fun because uh, Freddie was on there, and <laughs> <laughs> you know, Andrea's presence was secondary. But <laughs> <laughs> Andrea might have been the only female in the room. 
I, room, nope, I mean, no, I, no. I, I, I knew there one some, personally. There's there were some ladies. There were some ladies in the audience. Some ladies in the audience in Comic Con. Comic Con is not just for uh, fat nerdy dudes anymore. Lots, there's lots plenty, of, of, plenty of those too, though. There are, there are. I love <laughs> chubby Deadpool's at Comic Con. Those, those are my favorite. Like, I, I, not even chubby. Not ch- like chubby Deadpool would be cute, but like definitely shouldn't squeeze into that outfit. Deadpool is probably my favorite Deadpool to see. Mm-hmm. Did, did I tell me? Stop me if I if I told a story in the podcast. Actually, don't stop me. That would be a weird. No, I don't, I don't care. Um, <laughs> did I tell you about the time uh, when I went to Phoenix Comic Con and we were doing like some video stuff for it? So we had to go to like the setup for it, like the big volunteer meeting. Yeah, uh, you told me that. Yeah, and so there maybe I'm not maybe not on the podcast. So we're in this room of like I don't know maybe like 400 volunteers, all like young volunteers, and I'm sitting there and they're going through the rules of it. And it's a PowerPoint slide, and one slide they stop and they get real serious, like oh, okay guys, we're having fun. We want you guys to have a safe time, keep people safe, keep people organized, but we need to have a conversation. Uh, we've been getting complaints in past years about the smell uh, down on the con floor. No. Um, Please make sure that you are wearing deodorant, and it is Arizona in the summertime, so you might want to pack some deodorant with you. Uh, Do not tell me that on. is true. That is ex- that, they stopped the volunteer meeting. That stopped that. It was part of it. It was incorporated. There was a slide on it that had deodorant, right? And wow. it should have had a douche on there as well, because I don't know if oh, the... No. Oh. I don't know if the... <laughs> I don't know if the, the, comi- the Comic-Con floor is all... Armpits. All right, I'm just no, saying. Well, there's like butthole smell too. There, there's <laughs> true. It is. There's a lot of sweaty crotches at Comic Con. A lot of sweaty crotches. So lots of get, sweaty get crotches. Let, let's get let's get back to it. Let's get back to it. All right. So uh, Andrea Consolvi is on the podcast. Illustrious, illustrious uh, guest. Uh, Andrea Consolvi is on the podcast. Her oh, third. Out loud. Her third episode. <laughs> Uh, Andrea did me a big favor and subbed my classes the last two days while I was out of work. So uh, big kudos to Andrea for being my sub the last two days. Um, and now uh, we we're, we're, we've Travis. She's been I mean, on the podcast. I think she got time this. to read the comic book. It was during the yeah, class exactly. She, she, <laughs> she read it like she read it like five times while she was subbing for me for two days. Um, <laughs> so. We can't. We we've asked Andrew this question before because she's on the podcast. But we always like to ask our guests, like, what's their first exposure to comics? And that seems that seems old. We can't ask her that. She's already been on. So here's what I'm going to ask Andrew. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to do a different I'm going to do a different uh, question for you. Okay. Okay. Go for it. Uh, okay. So Andrea. Yeah. What? What? What Marvel movie? What Marvel movie? has been your favorite because i know you've seen them and why what marvel movie has been your favorite and why and why and why why Why? i would have to say guardians of the galaxy um and 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 why and why why. um i just like pratt i don't know i don't i well it's chris i like yes i like pratt i like uh zoe saldana i love groot but Rocket, I'd have to say, is my favorite because he had some of the best lines. But I just, like Chris I don't know. It was that a one film... scene, Chris Pratt's in that one scene where it looks like they dumped tomato juice on him. That's pretty hot, you know? <laughs> That's I don't, pretty whatever, sexy. I whatever thing they cleaned him with. I mean, he, he got sprayed by a skunk on his way to the prison planet. They put yep. some tomato juice on him to get rid of it. And, like, sexy tomato juice. 
is what I've got. Right. Well, he would make the tomato juice sexy. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. But... Yeah. So, are are you are you excited to see uh, Guardians of the Galaxy two? Are you excited to see Guardians of the Galaxy two? I I am. I'm I'm a little uh, over. I know unpopular opinion, but I'm a little oversaturated with all the nine thousand Marvel movies coming out no, right I, now. I don't, like, I, I don't think that's I don't think that's a false statement. Okay, gotcha. Like I like I still haven't seen Doctor Strange. I didn't even see Civil War, honestly, because that's when I was like oh, just. Ugh. I know. I just know. rent I'm it. Just rent it. I think it's on Netflix. <laughs> it's literally no. on Netflix. I think. I think I might Netflix? have to. I do have Netflix. It's just, just on Netflix. You don't even have to pay for it. It's on Netflix. Stay strong, but sister. I think I don't. Do I it. think I might just. I know he's so pushy, but I think <laughs> I will just revisit the Marvelness with Guardians of the Galaxy two. Because I'm actually excited for that film, and I'd rather be like I'm watching it because I'm choosing to, not because I, just, I feel like I have to. You seem know, to me, you up. seem to me like you seem to me like you'd be a cumber bitch. So I'm surprised you haven't seen. I, you haven't I really seen, am. Uh, Doctor Strange. No, the, I the really only am. reason you watch the only reason you watch The Hobbit is because there was a like a large dragon Benedict Cumberbatch. In. <laughs> exactly. You know, and his, ca- name a was, his name was what? Travis. What was I his like, name? I like my my Cumberbatch dragon style. Just like a big dragon. Smaug. Smaug the dragon. Smaug. Smaug. Is Smaug. it Smaug or Smaug? Smaug. 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 Like, it's almost like, why are you... Hey, stop being so Smaug right now. <laughs> it's like it's like a more evil smug. smug. Like, someone's smug. like smug, but it's like if it's smug with like an evil intent to it, it's Smaug. Smaug. Um, I just watched, next, no, I just watched Doctor Strange yesterday, guys, for the first time. And and uh, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Um, here's what I was thinking. And this might be something we can look up online. Stan Lee uh-huh. had his, you know, of course, his cameo in it. Do you think Stan Lee's appearance in all the Marvel movies would make him the highest grossing actor of all time? Does he get mm. paid for that? Do you think he really gets? I mean, he like he has like He's producer credit, producer, so maybe so he gets paid. Yeah, I mean, he I cannot it. imagine him not getting paid for that. No, I'm not. Legit. I'm not saying like I... he makes the most money, but I'm saying like if you, you know how they like. Um, Harrison Ford, if you add up all his movies, has made the most, you know... Oh, like his uh, movies yeah. made yeah, the yeah. most money? Yes. The yeah, no, yeah, for sure. Actor. Highest grossing actor. Yeah, no, totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. All right, Definitely. so before we get into the meat of this comic, we're going to take a station break. Wait, we're not talking about ad. this comic yet? <laughs> no, we haven't got to the comic. Before we break into the comic, before we break into Prez, DC Comics, Prez, uh, we're going to take a, sp- a station break uh, to tell you guys about a partner podcast of ours who uh, we've got some friends on this podcast. We're kind of sharing a little information. So I'm going to tell you all, this is ad time. This is where I'm, cue the ad music, Travis. Cue the ad music. And here we go. The illustrious gentleman is a podcast hosted by Scott Godleski and Ryan Cody, two professional comic book artists where they enjoy a drink, discuss their lives as freelance creators and family men and chat about topics from comics to booze and to why they tend to hate everything. Literally, they hate everything. Uh, new episodes go up almost every Monday over at uh, www.tigshow.com. And you can follow those gentlemen over on Twitter at, at TIG underscore show. So on Twitter, at TIG underscore show. And then go check them out. Uh, Scotty God lives in my neighborhood. Cool dude. Draws some rad comics. Uh, this is his little podcast, so we're, we're doing a little, a little ad switcheroo, so go check them out, go follow them on Twitter, tell them we sent you, and here we go. I, was, listen- I was listening to the uh, Rogue uh, One podcast they did, and it was just the yeah. end of a really shitty week, and it made me feel so much better to realize that some people just hate the world 
at times <laughs> as much as I do. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah, it wasn't that great. You know what? Fuck Star Wars. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> the world. Sci-fi motherfuckers. <laughs> All right. So let's let's bust let's bust into our copies of Prez. I'm gonna Oh, there it is. Okay, just broke mine open. All right, so DC Comics Prez, uh, written by Mark Russell, with art by Ben Caldwell. Uh, and this is volume one and the only volume. Volume one, the only volume, Corn Dog in Chief. Corn Dog in Chief. Which I don't I, get why it's the only volume. It's disappointing because I love well, it. So. it well, you gotta think that this is a DC comic book. So for let's let's get into that. Let's let's touch that first. Travis, let me ask you, before we get into the meat of this bad boy, does this seem like a normal DC comic to you? No. It seems like an image comic. It seems like an image comic. Why does it not seem like a DC comic? Uh, because I don't see Batman in it. But and is... because it's... <laughs> well, there's and lots there's of a DC way. stuff in it, though. And because it's kind of good, and so you're like, oh, hey, hey, that, you're the one that who keeps be, that can't be a DC comic. You're the one who keeps like uh, sucking All Star Batman off. Oh, dude, All Star Batman is so damn good. Wait, focus, on only... focus on Fred. Focus on I'm sorry, I, I should so, never say no, Batman in front of Josh. Never say Batman in front don't. of Josh. It's a good thing I'm I'm behind a table. All right, so we've got. Uh, and we're not doing video chat. So DC Comics, yep. uh, Prez, Corndog in Chief. Now, Prez used to be a property a long time ago. It was a boy, uh, the, like a, the first a teenage president uh, back in, the, I want to say, 70s. I think it's what, 60s or 70s when Prez was originally out. And they brought back the property, uh, you know, uh, Mark Russell, who has very little uh, credits before Prez. Like, you can go look him up on Wikipedia. There's not a lot of comic book stuff before this, literally, uh, before this happened. Now he's writing the Flintstones for DC, which I've also. Which is supposed, to be, awesome. which supposed, is supposed to, be to be wonderfully subversive. And so uh, you may get a future podcast where we read some more Mark Russell and read a little well, bit of uh, the Flintstones. The first, was the first Prez, like, was it kind of Archie style? Was it kind of like that kind of, ah, oh, gee shucks, it's a boy president? Or was it as much satire as this? I, you know, I don't know what my guess is. It was definitely not as much satire as this is. Prob- yeah. not, I, this is. This book is literally like when you pick it up, you're like, ooh, it's soaking in satire, right? Like You got to you, ring, ring it out. You got to ring it out like you left your <laughs> coffee mug on it, and there's just like a ring of satire on the cover. It is every page in this book has got some little satirical dig. Saccharine like satire. Yes, it is. <laughs> Saccharin sweet with satire. That's what this, <laughs> this, this, this issue is. This what this book is. So uh, let's do the quick rundown, all right? So uh, a girl, uh, Beth, Beth Ross, it becomes famous for an internet video. This is where be good. She gets Keep going. Her, Keep going. Where, where she gets her hair stuck in a deep fryer. Because as you do when you work at a fast food place, you accidentally put things in deep fryers or you put them in there on purpose. Travis, did you ever work in a fast food place? Uh, the super salad count as fast food. Did you have a deep fryer? Yeah, we had a deep fryer. Hell yeah! Did you ever? How do you think we deep? Did you ever, how do you think we deep fried those salads? <laughs> <laughs> did you ever deep fry anything you shouldn't have deep fried? No, I wasn't allowed back in the deep fryer. I was barely oh. allowed to. I was barely allowed near the soda fountains. Andrea, Andrea, you're a kept woman, so I know that you've never worked fast food. I know that that hasn't happened. Oh. 
so I've, did I've you did you ever work fast places, food? But did, did no, you, I've did, never worked fast food. I worked at Starbucks. That's like the most fast food I ever worked at. So. All right. So I worked in a fast food place. I worked at Taco Bell and we had deep fryers at the Taco Bell. You and you so just deep, deep fry stuff. You have a deep fryer. Yeah, for the gorditas and then the tortilla chips and, and stuff like that. So uh, you deep fry stuff. That's what you do. Even if you're not supposed to deep fry it, you deep fry it. Oh, like, make what, did you, what did you deep fry? Like what, like a I, shoe? Like, uh, no, not never a shoe. Like, I wonder what happens if we put all these taco wrappers in the deep fryer, right? <laughs> like, oh, God. <laughs> I, wonder, I wonder what happens. What happens if we deep fry a whole taco? What happens if you do that? Those are things you do when you when you're in a deep fryer. So did you like, go to other fast food places and then try to deep fry their food, like deep fry a Big Mac or deep fry? No, I've never I've never worked any other fast food place. I've never no, I mean, worked at, did you, taco- in Taco Bell. Did you like do other fast food? No, runs? okay. No, but I kind of want to get a job back at Taco Bell just so I can do that. <laughs> See what. <laughs> Guys, I got whoppers, and then just deep fry, <laughs> deep fry, deep fry, deep, deep fry. fry. Like I feel like every day there'd be like, a break, and like it's five o'clock. Call them out, and like you have like a ceremonial like deep fry garb, <laughs> and they bring you out from the back chanting your name, deep fry, deep fry. <laughs> well, to get back to my, just to get back to my, my guacamole <laughs> smeared under your eyes like war paint. <laughs> Dude, I, it's like I feel like, like this is like a Temple it. of Doom, Kali Ma, yes, like exactly. kind of scenario. Oh, oh, Dita. Oh, Dita. Oh, Dita. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, we gotta talk about this book. And all I, right, focus. I took it out. I took it out, and the gordita was beating in my hand, and it lit on fire. <laughs> and then really someone died, but that was unrelated. Yeah, unrelated. Only one person died in that Taco Bell that day. Um, so in this book Beth gets her hair stuck in a deep fryer she becomes an internet sensation and through the miracle of future shitty democracy uh, she becomes president via Twitter so uh, Beth becomes president uh, somehow uh, via the way that we vote in the future um, and she wins the presidency this crazy thing uh, she wins the state of Ohio. Well, she wins the state of Ohio, right? right. Uh, and uh, through the fluke of the country, she begins uh, like the House and the Senate. I'm a government teacher, and I'm not even going to try to explain this to you. Uh, through the process, she becomes president because everybody thinks they control. They can control her. Little do they know, had they just spent time as a high school teacher, you cannot control teenage kids. You can't do it. There's you no- definitely can't. There's no real way to control teenage teenagers. <laughs> um, so she becomes president, and this is a future that is uh, bleak, but not bleak in the sense of like Mad Max or bleak in the sense of uh, it's some bleak other in the sense of like idiocracy. The movie, you yeah, know, it's very yeah, much like that. It's- it's very much idiocracy in comic mm-hmm. book form. But even this, I think this might be a little, and, and, and maybe not totally, but it seems a little smarter satire mm-hmm. than idiocracy oh, yeah, is. Because sure. yeah. it's less. It, the dialogue like, is for sure. Yeah, yeah. So this is essentially a look at America through the lens of this future satire with a teenage president and... Um, all hell breaks loose, or I guess like she upends the system, kind of. Is, me, is what we can get into. Can I can I jump so, in with the first question yeah. for you guys? So you Dude, know we talked it. about the idea that this is a it is saccharine with satire. Um, they 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 poke 
at a few of the um, um, issues that we have with the government today as far as how the government's run, as far as how um, uh, corporations are involved with legis- legislation. So I'm going to go around. What was one thing that you really liked how they sat tight or what was one thing that you thought was interesting the way they approached it? Andrea, I'm going to throw it to you first. I'm going to throw it to you first. Okay. Um, (laughs) There's so many. Um, But I really like, because there's like, you know, this underlined thing of like, to get votes, you know, you've got to lobby for things or whatever. But um, just the... the Go into that. Go into that. That was a good one. Yeah. I like the... Yeah. uh, Like how how they kind of fight over like, I want this and I want this and like, I want an aquarium, but you're landlocked. Why do you want an aquarium? And they're just fighting like children over all this crap that they're being promised and they're kind of that's eventually how she gets elected is because everybody's just waiting for the next big gift but how they portray some of these guys they're like laying on their bed and there's like little hearts around them and just like (laughs) oh my gosh i'm in love he's gonna give me this and it's just it's just disgusting and creepy and and glorious and hilarious so i really like that element of it so yeah i like that part too that 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 particular thing and this is where you really get into what makes prez great is that they take um something like the uh buying electoral votes right which is something mm-hmm. that you don't think about when you're approaching an election. You're like, well, I get the electoral college has his issues, but whatever. And then they, he lays it out so simply. You know, it's like the object is I want an aquarium or I want a zoo or I want a, a potato farm. And you're like, those are ridiculous choices. But then you think about it and this is what Prez does. You're like, oh, this shit's happening. It's just not with an aquarium or <laughs> a potato farm. But, th- but I who bet knows? you'd be surprised at some of the weird is, shit. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It probably is an aquarium, like federal funding for aquarium dollars or something. You know what I mean? Right, right. I, I think like one they of the have things a dude I... and he's in. P- oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah, they've got just example. Just one of them, he's, his bedroom's all pink and he's got pink fuzzy yeah. slippers on and a pink phone. And then he says, and then guess what? He offered me NASA and in federal funding for my turkey museum and it's like sigh i'm in i'm in love it's just so over the top but at the same time i kind of believe that's how it's happening so (laughs) uh senator lindsey graham is at home with his pink slippers on right now going how dare you (laughs) the best one was the um that where they're sitting watching the pandas fight and they're like i want a naval base Yeah, <laughs> and there's these two pandas. One of the panda faces is just so like it's just so hysterically like barbaric. This panda is doing it... a Jimmy Fly snooker like on this other panda. It is pretty fantastic. This I, is a book a... you need page numbers on it because there's something hilarious happening on every page, and it's so hard to find the particular thing you're looking for. I had to put I, post-its in mine just to keep track of things. So well, Look how good you are at this. Man, it's like you've been on this hey. show before. So I take well, back I am, almost, I am the, I what, the, the dumpster fire pig butthole one or something? What, which one am you're I? The bot- you're the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> just name this episode. Pig lips and assholes. Dumpster <laughs> fire pig shit. So, <laughs> Josh, what was your – what did you like as far as what they, what they were poking at or what they were one of the satiring? Things, what I thought – I thought was funny was uh, at work when when they're at work and this guy um, like talks about having to like he goes to the care center and or at work and how 
everybody is watching everything you do. Like we've gotten way more Big Brother, and so he has this rich watch on. And then when he goes to the bathroom, his approval to go to the bathroom is as a short break. And like mm. behind him on the toilet is a sign that says "Every second sound, every second counts," and we're counting. And so like he's sitting <laughs> on the toilet, going to the bathroom, and like. His watch is telling him he's got a minute and thirty-seven seconds left in in into the bat in his bathroom time. There's there's all these little things where you're like, you know what? It's getting really close to where businesses could do that, right? Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. we could tell you you have this. Like, okay, you can go to the bathroom, but you only got three minutes. You know what I mean? Like, or we'll dock your pay. And that 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 kind of scene happens a couple times throughout the throughout the series where it comes back to working and he you know he uses the bathroom too long and gets in trouble um, i have um you know because they weighed his they weighed like his leavings they, yeah. they like weighed his bathroom <laughs> leavings in it right because he said he had to go number two and that's why it took so long so yeah they're like, and they're like, oh, like, i don't know there's there's companies that that are getting close to that there's a company there in the valley uh, we'll just say for um, legal issues, we'll call him Ho Daddy. Uh, and uh, <laughs> Ho Daddy, I've heard, is notorious for like it is like you have to hit like certain criteria, breaks, and it's very much a numbers game. Like you, you're eva- you're evaluated just basically on numbers and 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 all that stuff, which is kind of the extreme of your shit being weighed and and you know taking only certain minutes for bathroom breaks and things like but you know that, so. you know the best thing about america is the best thing about america or the best thing about working is being paid to poop it is the best thing ever yeah if, if you <laughs> yeah. go if you go poop at work you are getting paid for it no one pays me to go poop at home yeah well it, when you're a teacher you got about a five minute bell to squeeze that shit out and it's like, well, it, unless you like you poo on your prep hour, then you're like, yeah, that's right. I'm wasting time right now. That's if you have, have a prep, prep hour. hour, though. Yeah, I don't have a prep hour this year. So <laughs> that shit in. Uh, Travis, what thing did you think was the, the funniest of these sort of like satirical little glimpses into America? Oh, you know, I'm not going to go with uh, funniest, but I will go with my one of my uh, favorite ones. One well, of my favorite well, was, was the electoral one, but I thought the. Um, the uh, vaccine, the politics surrounding the release of the vaccine was really interesting. Uh, and at one point, the guy – at one point, um, the evil Walmart guy uh, – what's his name? This is the problem. The smiley this. face. Yeah. Oh, no. Excuse me. The big pharma. Farmer Duke is okay, – Farmer you know, Duke. Yeah. Farmer Duke. Um, he goes, people don't invest in companies because they like them. They invest in companies because they think other investors will like them. The stock market isn't a game of chess. It's a game of family feud, right? Uh, and I yeah. thought that was a really interesting and simple way of breaking down the absurdity of everything relying on the stock market and really what – what creates that stock market and what makes a good investment that the vaccine that they were creating was worth more when it was just an idea than if it was an actual vaccine that possibly mm-hmm. didn't work the way. And I thought that was fascinating and, and terrifying look at the way that probably works, you know? Oh yeah. 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 It's it, this sort of like twisted sort of thing. And then there's like, that's like one of those sad ones. And like, uh, like Carl, like you, the Carl, the end of life bear is this like, he's like, Hey, you want some marijuana? <laughs> yeah. Wrong room, Carl. Beth, wrong room. And then, yeah. And then Beth, Beth thinks that he's going to put the pillow over her dad's head. And she's like, Carl, no. But she's just trying to like fluff him up. Oh it's my this... God. That used to be like a YouTube sketch. Just Carl, the end of life bear. Yeah. 
it's and then like you see Carl later with one of the senators and like there's it's this weird sort of thing that that pops up the whole time and so let, let me ask you guys this was um as we talk about a book like this because here's my one beef I'm gonna lay my beef out on the line really quick it didn't end um the no story wraps up in a tight it's not in a tight bow but there's no more you know there's a there's an epilogue at the back and then they released uh around election time uh they released an extra issue um it was like the uh the prez election special and i didn't read that i I feel like now i need to go like buy it digitally just so i can check it out Um, i didn't know that was a thing yeah i definitely want to wait 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 a minute step back a second Wait, you're talking. Yeah. I thought this was just the f- first volume that no. was out now. No, it's done. This is this, this is, is all. This is the end of the book. This That's is, what's well, so upsetting. Oh, I got a I big beef about that. I'm about to whip my big beef out on the table. What? I don't think I don't think it was supposed to be the last one. Let's be clear there. Okay. I, I don't think it was supposed to be the last one. But this is comic books, right? Yeah. And uh, you know, DC is making tons of t- well, I guess maybe not tons and tons of movies off money off their movies, but. It is this giant, you know, it's owned by Warner Brothers. It's this huge giant conglomeration, and they can't let a comic book end. You know, they they can't let it they can't let it run its course. Right. It wasn't it didn't get the numbers it was supposed to, or something like that. So there is no more Prez. It came out with one one issue for uh, an election special, and maybe it'll come back. But right uh, now that's uh, he's stupid. right. Yeah, right now he's writing. Uh, He's writing Flintstones, but he's not writing Prez right now. So. This is a Netflix <laughs> series waiting to happen in this current political right? climate. Like this is this is a gold oh, yeah. mine of a property <sighs> right now. Oh yeah, I just, it is. When I was reading it, I wanted to like post on Instagram like every page. I was like, look how relevant. Look, look at all this relevance, and and I just I'm shocked no one's snatched the rights to it. So well, know. you know, it's only early in Trump's America. So you know, once we all get our <laughs> microchips and uh, tattoos on us, then and we'll. Our, and then, the, once the taco drones are loaded up and ready to go, then that was probably should. my by the part that I thought was the <laughs> funniest was was taco drones. Uh, like that's how we're gonna fix. Uh, well, like that's how we're gonna fix uh, hunger and welfare is a taco drone. We'll deliver tacos to poor people, and it's it is just. And then, like, crossing the border is now this game. There's just so many things where I'm like, shit, that cuts deep. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and I just, the, the, basically, like, the military, you know, it's, I mean, how would you guys describe that? They're just, like, giant robots. I get the sentries. Yeah. Or giant yeah. robots. But they're powered by these, like, like, douche, like base, basically base, every base, troll on the internet. Right. Is yeah. Is now operating. Drone satire. Yeah. Yeah. There were just so many yeah, things in here. Like, I was like, they have, <laughs> like no, just, no regard thing or anybody. Yeah. Them up games, I just, so they're like, yeah, you can do that. That's fine. There's just so many things like, um, the, the trench like the, <laughs> the chickenator, like the, uh, the taco drone, like as you watch this thing as these, uh, the new, um, the new outfits that like will clothe the poor, right? We're gonna clothe them too, but they're gonna With be advertisements out. for the yeah, taco they're gonna be decked drones. out advertisements for the taco <laughs> drones. Let, let me ask you guys this. It, okay, so here's another approach to it. Do you, I mean, I we I think we like it because the satire is that also what prevents it from being like a fully fleshed out story? Uh, in certain senses, I think it's so filled with satire that you don't really. 
I know they try to give Beth heart. They have that whole father thing, uh, you know, that that kind of sets off the reasons why she's why she's doing this. But most of the pages are just packed with political satire that I didn't feel like I was getting necessarily a fully fleshed out story. There was really no character arc for her other than this tragic thing happened. I'm going to do what I can to prevent this from happening to other people. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I think you're, I think you're right. Andrea, what do you think? No, I agree. And that's honestly, because it's so saccharine with satire. I just, it wasn't something I paid attention to, or like really like decided to acknowledge because I was so wrapped up in how well it was done and how well it's written that it wasn't something that actually phased me, but yeah, no, you got a point there. It's it, it, almost like it, reading like a bunch of political cartoons attached to each other on this, where you're reading them and each panel makes you stop and think a little bit more as opposed yeah. to being strung together in yeah. a story. Like, like as you were saying, Andrea, like you want to tweet out in the, these individual panels and the individual panels can almost stand on their own as just like a little snapshot political cartoon. Like the, like the pandas fighting and then being like, um, I want a naval base, you know, or, yeah. you know, some of the things that are happening. These panels are very far side like, you know. Yeah. But let's yeah. let's let's think about it this way. Is it. And so there's two reasons why that might be. Reason one, we only get six issues and she hasn't even been sworn in as president yet. You know what I mean? Right, like she's right. not even she's not even kid president yet. So you got to know that there was going to be some sort of story arc here that just didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And then and then and so maybe that's not why it's not there. And maybe like the point isn't to have a wonderful story but just to just to poke the whole time. You know what right. I mean? Maybe maybe that's mm-hmm. the purpose rather than than a full complete story is just just satire for the sake of of satire, right? Mm-hmm. And which of these things? Let me ask you guys this. Which of these things do you think is truly in our future? As you look at this, which of these Ugh. concepts, which of these concepts will we find in America soon? They, that aren't already uh, happening. Well, well that right, are, exactly. That are to this like extent. Like the smart car. I like the smart car that that's running people over to keep the passenger <laughs> safe. Um, yeah. Let's see. Uh, I would say. Um. The whole idea of remember that guy, uh, guy. I'm trying to flip back to it. The guy, the the YouTube tuber who's like about like spanking people. His name is over yeah. Here on oh, the page. Oh yeah, and Double, he's like, "You want to smell my dog? Where the hell?" Yeah, it is yeah. the oh oh uh, puppy slaps video cast. Instead of the puppy yes. slaps video cast, right? And all of a sudden, we have to have these um, intellectuals, you know, kind of bend to the will of these um internet millennial YouTubers. millennial shitheads yeah, yeah millennial shitheads yeah uh, and we're social we're, media celebrities you're that seeing, have done nothing yeah <laughs> you're, you're seeing this a little bit but i think in the future that's going to increase the the intellectuals of this country are going to have to be you know like oh hey senator so-and-so or professor so-and-so i want to hear about that theory but after you eat some of this vomit that i just threw up like who wants to see him eat vomit before he talks about political theory and people are like yeah, yeah. well you no, can kind of tie funny. that into the game show too where people have to shoot themselves to get to be a billionaire or whatever. Yeah. yeah that might be a yeah. few more decades off but i think the youtube thing <laughs> is uh is 
already in the work. I think we're we're gonna see yeah. that uh, more and more. You saw it with like the Ollie G show, kind of, but they didn't really know that they were going mm-hmm. on. Like when he would have like yeah. uh, the uh, the senators and stuff on, he'd be like, "Much respect," and they would be like, "Okay, uh, yeah, much respect <laughs> to you, sir." <laughs> I I think the other I thing that, that I found, <clears throat> I think the other thing that I found like that is probably close to happening was when you're watching like CNN on here and then like next to the candidate or next to the person talking, there's like the thumbs up and thumbs down. Yeah. Right. So yeah. you can, you can live uh, vote against or for people. And, and that, I mean, that kind of already happens with the idea of like when something is happening, everybody talks about it on Twitter, but it, it makes me think like at what point, I mean, we're already right now sharing tweets on news stations, Right. So at what point do we just go, go to the app and, you know, give your thumbs up or thumbs down to our guest today? Yeah. Well, you know? we, they live stream stuff from, like, Facebook. You can. You can click thumbs yeah, up or thumbs yeah, down right. or cry, uh, crying face, mad face, laughing face. Yeah. Did you guys know there's a Facebook Live that has a countdown of Trump's term in office? Really? <laughs> yeah. There's a live Facebook <laughs> countdown of Trump's first term in office. So, you know, we're at three years and, you know, too many days. But uh, – <laughs> You can you can go and you can like put as many uh, angry faces as you want after another, and I'm sure I'm sure there's like some guy right now who's just like heart 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 love me some Trump, <laughs> just like snowflakes. Like, yeah, um, the Comic Exposure Cut podcast does not take either side of political arguments. We mean politically oh, no, neutral. No, we so do. if you are we a take, fan out there who we, happens to we be don't more take. conservative, <laughs> no. No, we don't. We, we definitely take sides. We definitely take sides. Trump is a douche. So, <laughs> Trump, I feel that Trump is going to rein in this era of uh, idiocy uh, as, as we go. As a federal White government House employee, I cannot echo Josh's sentiments, <laughs> but all I can say, I love America. <laughs> Next oh, <question>. Travis. <laughs> That's right. There is this. There is this thing, right? Can't that can't the president lower anybody's salary to a dollar who's a federal employee? I'm sure. I'm sure we can do. I think it is it's like a, a dollar a year or something like that. Yes. There's like some drac. <laughs> There's like some draconian law. <laughs> you will not make a dollar. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, like I'm. I'm not joking with you. There is literally a law that that allows the president to I think lower any federal employee salary to a dollar. So basically, um, you can fire a federal employee who's going to be like, oh, you know what? I deserve that. Let me work no, it back up. You know what? No, this is what I tell you, Travis. This is what you do. This is what you do. It gets lowered to a dollar, and you say. God bless America, President Trump. <laughs> and you keep working with those kids on that base in Japan. There's a hiring do- freeze. There's also a quitting freeze. You're not allowed to quit. You can't quit either. <laughs> Guys, we need there's, you. There's a federal hiring and quitting freeze. What does that mean? Basically means we're not going to hire any more employees to help you, and you can't quit. can't quit. <laughs> All right, let's talk about the art in this bad boy, because this is a little bit different. Hey, than- hey, hey. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Oh, wait, oh, sorry, sorry, I didn't sorry. get to say mine. That's right, and I mean, you won't. Because Josh Next. took mine, but I'm sorry. I was, I was kind of, you know, thumbing through here. But the Global Warming Village Zoo? Oh, that's right. <laughs> I just yeah. feel like yeah. that might be a little bit of a reality, the way things well, are going at the moment. So You could turn halfway through and see the wall. The wall is in Yeah, here, the wall was the most apparent one. And then... <laughs> I did a post-it just to remember that that was the page it was on. And I put, hey, there's a wall, and everybody's dead. And yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah, a blaze yeah. of, of sentry gunfire, and, like, they murder, like, a kid playing soccer or something. And it's just like, He got, he okay. got too close to the wall. You can't get too, close, too close to the wall in can't Trump's America. So, so I, I know we're going to talk about um, art, but 
Did yeah. you guys see the inaugural party in Washington, D.C., the name of the band pl- playing at the inaugural party? The oh, band's did, name is, is Transvaginal Mess. Mesh. Yeah. Transvaginal Mesh. Transvaginal Mesh. Yeah. She Which wears that shirt throughout the half Oh, that's thing, right. So. Yeah. <laughs> there's just this wonderful, like, there's all those little pieces in here. But let, let's talk Let's talk about, uh, like, guys, there's a cat flu. That's just hilarious. Like, people are mad <laughs> that she's, like, taking away their cats because of the cat flu. And the, the sign for it says, cat flu, hundreds dead. Meowch. <laughs> Is that on? Is that on one of the tickers at the bottom of the thing? Because those are no. There's like there's like weird. a digital poster as she's walking by. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, meowch. Um, so <laughs> let me let me let, let's get into art. Uh, Andrea, what do you think of the art in this bad boy? Not not typical. Well, I guess you know what the books that you've been on with us. This is not that strange of art. Uh, no, so what, it's not. What, what did no you think of the art? Um, I, I mean, I really liked it. It's kind of like, I mean, they do do like the other pages that are kind of different styles and stuff like that, but I like it. I never like the super creepy, like old man faces with like all those detailed wrinkles. They kind of just freak me out. But otherwise I really think it's good. I like it, but I'm not one to be like super knowledgeable about comic book art like you guys. So I'm not, I'm not going to jump too much on it, but I like it. Good, good call. Okay, nice, nice light on the response. This is why we bring you on the show. Uh, Travis, what are your thoughts on the art? Uh, you know, uh, um, well, kind of to echo her sentiments there, I, I, I like, I, it is cartoony, um, but at the same time, I think it suits this. I don't know if, I'd, if I would enjoy this art under a different premise. Uh, it suits the jokiness. Uh, really well. It, it allows to play up the jokiness, but it's not so cartoony that it it that it it's not like cartoony the way we would think of like Rugrats or or something that that makes the content seem childish or not important. It's cartoony yeah. enough to play the humor really well. But then there are also like the way they do like the faces that are angular or more sinister. Uh, lots of angles on the way he's drawing faces uh, makes it seem there's enough realism in there to make you a little bit scared that yeah we're heading this way as well so I thought it was <laughs> I thought the the book did a good job of kind of uh, crossing both sides of the aisle as far as cartooning uh, for the humor purposes but not going so far that way that you couldn't see the reality uh, in the art. So I, I'm going to talk about it in a real vague sense. You can probably talk about each pencil stroke, Josh. No, no. Yeah, you know exactly. <laughs> I I really enjoyed the art. It reminded me a lot of Chew. You, you read the first oh, volume yeah, of Chew, right? right? You did. Yeah. You it, could think it reminded me a ton of Chew. Artist. Yeah, it, but it also reminded me of Chew because of all the little, like, all the little things in the background, like we just talked about, like the meowch comment, and then like uh, the sexy frog, like that's what that's the like the company this dude works for who has to poop. Like on the box, there's like a frog with with boobs, like on there, yeah. and it's like sexy frog. And then uh, there's like all of these little things, all the little tickers in the background. You know, there's like well, and a tons lot of-, of DC stuff, like that they're worked in, like. 
I was a dork and looked at all the tickers and like, yeah. you know, snagged a couple of them, but something blames cosplay for flood, um, Aquaman four justice, 14 noon of justice. Uh, they put stuff about <laughs> the Gotham tower. There's like save Selena posters, like little Catwoman posters everywhere. Um, yeah, like the there's Wayne a, Enterprises. So just like they put a lot of little Easter eggs in there, I think. So. Yeah, there's a lot of those little things, and I felt like you know there's a lot of like stuff. Um, oh, I do believe Batman shows up in the uh, in the election special. No, I don't know if he does or not. But uh, but you're just it's just wishful thinking on your end, I right? Guess, so. Like there's <laughs> one that says like uh, Paris Hilton's four million dollar Chihuahua closet. Like oh, like yeah, that was that's, great. Like one of the little things in the background, and I, that's I think how much that, she needed to fix her dad's like. For, yeah. yeah, before her dad yeah. died. Um, but I think like there's there's all these little jokes and little asides to to culture and and what's going on and you know um, all the all the little like digital signs popping up above their hats while she's working at the corn dog place and like. Lil Husky ta- says, "Get some, yeah, you know, like all these little lots things. of tacos everywhere because the taco, the taco drone, yeah, the taco looks drone, everything." Um, so. But guys, I want to eat a chicken tour, like a centaur, but like a, a chicken minotaur, chicken like a chicken tour. <laughs> I want like I, that looks good. And literally, uh, my birthday's coming up, and I think I'm just gonna get a couple of uh, uh, trencheladas to to eat for have people come over. We eat out of trencheladas. Uh, I love the art. I thought the art was really good. It fit really well, like you said, Travis. Uh, the colors were good. I enjoyed kind of like the cartoony of it, the cartooniness of it, but at the same time, not too archy cartoon. You know right. what I mean? But right, or even but, like mm-hmm. you could go like I hate Fairyland would have been too much. You know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. That Scotty Young would have been too much. And then on the opposite side, Tokyo Ghost, which has that same kind of small humor in the background and also that absurdist future, would have been too dark. So they found like that kind of happy midi- middle between like the Fairyland cartooning and like what we're doing on to- what they were doing on Tokyo Ghost to kind of hit that sweet middle spot for this tone. Here's- All right, you know, I you know, I, ju- I just really like the art. I, th- I like I said, I, th- I think it fit well, and um, it it was really good for what it was supposed to be, you know, for what it is. So as we're as we're winding down the podcast, it is that time for Q favorite panel music, Travis. Q favorite panel music. And queuing favorite panel music, favorite panels, what's your favorite panel, pick your favorite uh. panel, starting now. Uh, 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 uh. All right, Andrea, yeah. did, you pick a, did you pick a favorite panel? Of course I did. Oh, again, I'm this not... is why you're on the show. Well, you know, I try. All right, tell us, so... what's your favorite panel? Okay, well, I have one that I just at least want to comment on, and then I have one that I that is my favorite one. So yeah. there Josh, is wait, one are we going to allow she's... this, Josh? Josh, wait a second. She's a three-peat guest. We'll allow a little leeway for a three-peat guest. If she was as a first-time guest, I'd hang up the phone right now and we'd do the rest of the show. Right. Are you right? You know what? She's earned it. She's earned the right to bend the rules. Well, hopefully what I'm about to say will show how much I went into detail with this reading. Oh god, Andrew. You take my goddamn panel. There's a panel where she's, uh, it's Beth and she's graffitiing, she's blowing some gum and she's graffitiing a wall and there are like some Save Selena posters up there and there's a taco drones and stuff. But then there's this weird little symbol or something that's there. And then there's just some, uh, language. It looks like Latin or something like that. And I actually translated it. 
And it says they make a desert and call it peace. And I thought that was kind of badass that they just in, threw that in there on this random page. Oh, that's well, that's not cool. a random page. That's a cover. That's the cover to uh, to another to the next issue. So well, okay, in, but in there's trades, that in trades, Andrea, what they do is they they put the cover in for the next issue in the middle of it. So Ooh, yeah, he's patronizing you, he's patronizing <laughs> but you. I'm just saying, yeah, no, he's no, no. no you're right. That that is a very detailed cover. <laughs> Where's it? At? Where's the so, thing that says they made? Where's that at? I'm looking at the that cover. Okay, oh. so you really got to look at it. It's above the little corn face, and it's in like green and yellow, and the letter oh, okay. is in yellow. It, so tibium yeah. fascium race pacem appellant that one. Yep. Yep. But the yeah, exactly. That's cool. And um, but that's what it is. They make a desert and call it peace. And I just thought that was pretty cool that they kind of threw that in there because obviously it suits the story. So. Um, anyway, yeah, now what's your actual panel? Your my actual panel, jeez, um, is <laughs> it's it's the panel that has uh, the what was known as War Beast, but is now Tina, <laughs> the transgender yeah. robot. Is she transgender? Because like I think she's just chosen her gender because robots don't have gender. Well, hmm. unless it's like a robot statement. with. Unless it's a robot with a penis, then maybe we could say that. that I think it, you could have a whole podcast series on this subject alone. Can a robot be transgender? <laughs> <clears throat> no, I, I just think the robot has decided to go from having no gender, as robots do, to deciding that she's Tina. Or not deciding, living her truth. So, well, anyways, Tina, 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 picture. What, what's your panel about? What's it say? It's uh, it's Tina kind of wandering away from the city. She's she's kind of just figured out that she doesn't want to be war beast. Does she have so the wig on yet? Not yet, not yet. This is like the beginning of her her true self. Is she's okay. wandering through the woods? It's night. There's fireflies everywhere, and she's just like it's kind of like a Guardians of the Galaxy where there's like the little light specks and stuff with like Groot and all them. And so she's like looking around at all this beautiful like nighttime atmosphere, and then she sees this church. And yeah. she goes up, and the guy is like, yes. And she says, Reverend, I think I need help. And I just, it just is like a different panel than everything else. It's not like super goofy crazy or anything like that. I thought it was very sweet. And I just really like this character. So that is the panel I went with. Uh, Travis J. Ratz, why don't you tell us your panel, buddy? Um, mine is uh, just a goofy, I mean, there's so many good, funny jokes who make panels. There's... There's a million. Yeah, literally, literally there's at least uh, like a hundred jokes in this book, like panels. Um, so mine is towards the end. It's when they are announcing the uh, the cat free zone, and it's a it's a panel on a page uh, where there's a little lady in the corner, but uh, and it's all a white background. And they split the panels up. But my favorite panel is it's this DCNN panel. And the uh, balloon is, as Congress votes to repeal the vaccine bill, the president has announced the creation of a cat zone. The area along the Arizona-New Mexico border in which the, to quarantine the nation's house cats. And it's just the news lady and then it's the cat just giving a finger. And the look <laughs> on this cat's face is just like, F you. Like, it's, it's adorable. The cat is just so angry and mean. <laughs> And lots like, of detail. Yeah, and when you put that with like this whole idea of this cat-free zone, it just looks so. It just made me chuckle out loud. Where I was, I I very rarely laugh out loud when I read stuff, even if I think it's funny. 
Uh, and in this book, I did it a couple times where I was just like by myself, like on my couch, just like, <laughs> and that was one of the panels <laughs> I had to laugh out loud at. So good on you, I, Mark Russell. That was a good one. That was a good. One. So uh, I I saw a uh, you know I thought one of them. I, I already talked about the kid pooping and it only telling me he had so much time left. So I'm going to, I'm going to do a different one. Uh, it also has to do with a cat. Um, they are reading cats thoughts, right? Yeah. Um, and the cat is typing its own email. <laughs> <laughs> and so it has this thing on its head. And, it's, and the, the panel says, uh, the cat swats at the lights, thus typing its own email. And, uh, so it's got a helmet on that translates its thoughts into English. Uh, so it can, so they can read it. Um, and they're just sending cat emails and the, and the email is a dog walks into a bar and explodes. <laughs> that's, that's the email. And the scientist is like cat humor. Cat humor. Right. <laughs> I was just like, I bet you my cats think that. Uh, and I, and I haven't gone to the website, but I'm very interested to go to cat humor dot W Y N slash beta to see if it, if it's a real thing. Uh, but I thought that panel was just kind of this, you know, one more, just a silly thing from it. Uh, you know, that I, that I just thought was funny. Let's get into it. Let's talk. Uh, we're, we're wrapping up the show. We did our favorite panels. Let's talk. Uh, would you recommend it? Would you recommend it? And I will start, uh, Andrea, as the guest on the show, would you recommend this comic book to anybody? I feel like now I have a bunch of friends that this would bring a little levity to the situation for them because they're pretty pissed about basically everything right now. Uh-huh. So I think I think this would be a really good read for most people. That's I mean that's why I want to like spread the word about it, man. Because your liberal it's... your liberal friends would love this book. Yes. Yes, right. definitely. Tra- Travis, Travis. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would recommend it. I have this friend named Josh uh, Buckley. Sometimes he goes by Joshua, uh, and he teaches a government class in high school. And depending on what a high school you teach at, like if you could get away with teaching your kids prez, oh my god, they would they would get so into pol- they would enter college as the most radical, liberal, <laughs> government hating kids, and just be like, this is all bullshit. Um, if I can get, if I can find one in here that's worthy, that friend of yours might use it. If I can find like a couple pages that I could use for uh, that aren't too like vul- It's not really a vulgar comic, but there are no. there's like there's a lot of sexual innuendo- innuendos and. If I could find one about, uh, if I could do the electoral college one, that might be kind of funny. Or the one mm-hmm. about, um, uh, I, I would love to do the wall one. Because we're in that time frame, the but, less bloody wall one. I think yeah, the but, less bloody wall one. Uh, I think that I think that would be funny. I, I, I think I think yeah, I think so. So anybody else you would uh, you give it to Travis besides me who um, already read it? Yeah, I would say. I mean, this book is just it's just ripe, and I don't even think you have to be uh, um, liberal or conservative. I think I think this book. I think that it pokes enough fun at kind of both sides of the aisle. Uh, certainly, it's more a liberal book, but I think that. Uh, just in the political climate, it's pretty safe to like do a general post on like a social media to all your friends saying like, "Hey, people are having a lot of conversation about politics lately. Here's someone in comics who's having a conversation with his readers in a really funny kind of poignant way." Man, you just well, you I- just you just wrote our tweet for this book, buddy. <laughs> 
Well, and I think a lot of uh, a lot of women would like this too, because I mean, it does definitely poke. Because the only it. way we're going to get a woman president, Andrea, is by some strange Twitter fluke. That's exactly. The only- but I'm just looking at this, and and he's talking about the jet that they're going to be on, and he says, "I call this little seductress Tabitha," and she <laughs> says, "Why do men always feminize their possessions?" <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. I just you know having this really like cool strong female character as a central character is you know chicks okay. dig that they do chicks they do. dig it great punk band yeah yeah so <laughs> um i would too i would recommend it it's a fun book i the only reason the only my only kind of like maybe i wouldn't recommend it is because there's nothing after it and the story doesn't really end and yeah. so that could be frustrating for someone but i think if i gave it to him and i said look don't read this expecting it like uh, any more to the story just read it for kind of the fun and humor and the satire of it as opposed to looking for something bigger than that and mm-hmm. i i think they'd get a kick out of it i think it's a fun book and I'd probably pick up the election special just to see if that tries to put a bow on anything. And if it does, I would be like, here, read this and this little tiny floppy thing that's called a comic book that I've attached underneath yeah, it. Yeah. I <laughs> wouldn't put it in a bucket, but I'd put like a nice little string around it to keep them together. Yeah, just tie it, tie it together. Yeah. Maybe just staple them to ta- tape one to the other one. Yeah. At this point um, in my life with the comics, they're all just like paper. It's just like, yeah, staple it. Fucking solder it. It doesn't matter. Yeah. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning in to the show. We appreciate it. Uh, Andrea, thanks for coming on the show. You bet. It's great. Awesome. Three peat guest. Three peat guest. Yep. I Three. take back almost everything I said about you being terrible. A terrible guest at the beginning of the show. Lies. You proved Lies. yourself. You proved yourself worthy. Uh, <laughs> Don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, you can find all of our old episodes online at www.comicexposure.com. <clears throat> you can find us on the interwebs, on the Twitter, at Comic Exposure, on Instagram, at Comic Exposure, and on Facebook, facebook.com slash Comic Exposure. We are a multi-platform entity. You can follow us where you see fit. Don't forget, if you listen to the podcast on iTunes, give us a good rating. Uh, you can find us on any of your podcast apps. We ask you to check it out. Go look at the old shows. And uh, you know what, ladies and gentlemen? We've got Gorillas coming up. That's the next book for Comic Book Club. We've got a uh, variant issue, a variant episode coming up. We're going to talk about something. I don't know, Travis. We'll make up some dumb stuff to talk about. Then, we do. Yeah, that's how we work. And then uh, Travis and I are making plans for our next set of books. It's going to be good times. We're going to try to do a little uh, – our, our thought process is to do maybe a little a Valentine's special. And I think I found something for us to read for our Valentine's special. Mm, um, I hope it has Fabio it, on the cover. It, <laughs> no, no, no Fabio. No Fabio. <laughs> I mean, if I could, maybe I'll check and see if I can find a Fabio comic. Are you saying I can't? Faba no. Faba no. Faba no. Faba no. Faba no. Faba no. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning in, and we will see you. I guess you won't. We won't see you. We'll um, we'll assume that you're listening to this show on the next trade. We will presume that you will be joining us uh, next trade. Yes, Andrew. As, as a three P guest, do you wanna do you wanna try the exit? You wanna go ahead and say, you know what to say. I okay. Well, uh, thanks for listening, guys, and we'll see you next trade.